We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. And uh, coming in September 2020, a new site we have built together called... Defector. Defector, and we're going to have a new podcast to go with it. This very podcast, which has the name... The Distraction. It's out right now, and it's available everywhere else you get your podcast. At Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction everywhere. It's out right now. Go listen. See ya. Bye. When it comes to relationships, I hate the word boundaries. I used to believe in boundaries until I gave you one and you were like, oh, hell no. For me, it's about one word. What? R-E-S-B-E-C-T. Find out what it means to D. Uh Just don't do anything that's going to make people question your loyalty within our relationship. Deadass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellis's. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention, we're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. When we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take pillow talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts now. 2004. Oh, Lord. He digging up the dirt, y'all. College. Okay? And this is why I don't like boundaries. I just came off a game in college. I scored three touchdowns. Facebook had just started popping. Right? I go to my messages. A young lady writes in my inbox, hey, good game, DeVal. I know where you're going with this. And Kadeen goes, <laughs> Kadeen goes, oh, you out here entertaining these little friends of yours. <laughs> I had three touchdowns. Like, I had, a, I really had a good game. No, she was just like, nah, I don't want nobody in your inbox. Fast forward basketball season. Kadeen inboxes one of her residents, who's a basketball player. Hey, good game. So I'm like, oh, so we going to be inboxing people now. Oh, So now you God. trying to be one of these little friends, one of these little hoes. <laughs> and she like, nah, I ain't a hoe. I know what my intentions are. He had a good game. That's my resident. Exactly. That's the relationship I had with all of my residents. I lived in an area on campus that was all athletes. So I did that for my females. I did that for the males. I did that for soccer season. I did that for lacrosse season. So don't try to make it an issue now because he was kind of cute. Come on. Because you know I don't type. remember seeing you inbox no female lacrosse players. Did you go through players. my female lacrosse players? No, you didn't. Good game. You just looked for the one guy. So stop. Yo, you full of shit. Story done. You've, name one female lacrosse Story player, done. field hockey player. Name one field hockey player you know from Hofstra. I'm waiting. Denial, shut up. You're so annoying. No new friends. No new friends. Oh, gosh. No new friends. No, no, no. She loved this song right here. <laughs> I said, ride what my day was. Don't really need no new friends. You had no new, new friends, friends, though. No new friends. You no, had no, new no. friends. Denial, don't get on the new friends topic, okay? Oh, gosh. Oh. We, we subscribe to something completely different now. Right. But we're going to take y'all through a journey. Yeah. <laughs> of, of how we got here. How we got here. Where we started, Okay. When it comes to Deval and his little friends. I specifically remember these times in our relationships because there's one thing I, I learned about women 
And I'm not gonna say all women because anytime you say all women, you put you you put a brush over all women. You can't say all women, but young women who are learning to mature into mature women. Same thing with young men, right? One thing I've learned: women like to behave in a manner that they do not want other women to behave when it comes to their boyfriend. They don't mind doing it to other people's boyfriends and justifying it. Women like doing that. Which women? Not me. Because I fully know my intentions when I... So first of all, let's go back to the story time, okay? Okay, right? come on. Come on. All right, y'all. Let's go back to the so story. So Deval always brings this topic up as one of like the, the valleys of our relationship. Because it's the microcosm of what I had to go through in it's, our relationship to get to and this it was, point. You know what? To him in that moment, I can understand. He saw like this was one of the star basketball players on the team. Good looking guy. Deval knew my type. So he was probably like, you know what? Kay sending this message to this guy was probably her doing to, to me or doing to him what that other young lady was doing to me. Right? Because you thought that. No. Oh, now I was just trying to be a little hoe. No, I, I, I honestly didn't think that. I was just trying to prove a point that. If a young lady sends me a message, you automatically assume she's a hoe. Because I don't know her intentions. So my thing is, how do you think other people look at you by sending the same message? And my thing is, you don't even try to think about the fact that I'm not worried about what your intentions are. I know you. You my girl. But the same way other people are going to look at her as like, oh, that little hoe is in DeVal's message. Now people looking at you, my girl, is that little hoe in his message. But you don't care about that. I didn't, it's not that I didn't care about it. I didn't see it that way because I had a relationship with my residents and they knew what it was. So it, whether it was him or whether it was a lacrosse player or whether it was somebody else, they would have seen the same thing if they all had good games. That was my MO. But I was the RD that was nice and I knew about my people's schedules and they put their game schedules. But this is my point. With women, especially young women, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think that basketball player or his friends have access to all of the other athletes' inboxes? No, of course okay, not. Okay, so they see you inboxing him. You think that, hey, she's the resident director. She's No, she's not. And this is my thing. Women find ways to justify their behavior and their actions while shaming other women for doing the same type of behavior. And what I found was that that was very toxic. We talk about toxicity <laughs> on this show. That was toxic for us. It I, was. And we were younger. We were in college, too. So, I mean, granted. Right, and, and I behaved in ways... That I didn't want. I was about to say, because you said, oh, women behave, and they, oh, 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 oh. I, I was because yeah. we were talking about the story. Gentlemen do the same thing, too. We were talking about the story. Okay. And I, and I was getting back to the story. All right, go right? back to the story. So what I was saying was, I really didn't have a problem with you, and this is going to get to us mm -hmm. talking about boundaries. Mm -hmm. I know, I'm probably, like, very, probably one of the most confident people that I know. Yes. Nobody loves DeVal more than DeVal. Hell no. All right, we know this. I've okay? tried. No, yeah. So everybody knows this. <laughs> so I was not worried about, oh, good, he's going to leave me. Oh, my God. He plays basketball. First of all, I play ball, too. I'll dunk on his ass. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> okay? That's just how I felt. Right? <laughs> but I was worried about the fact that you gave me a hard time for a message I couldn't control and then did the same exact behavior. I was like, that to me just made no sense. And in the course of our relationship, I didn't understand how we were going to get through these times where you were going to, mm -hmm. you know— do things that you got upset for other people doing to me. No, I think it's a very real thing in, in all seriousness. It mm -hmm. is a real thing because I know me as a woman and some of even like my close female friends or other mm -hmm. women who have, have had conversation with, they feel like when it comes to a member of the opposite sex and mm -hmm. having any kind of interaction, whether it's mm -hmm. just a platonic friendship or co-worker relationship, whatever it may be, we feel as though 
the control is in my hands. Nothing is going to happen that I don't want to happen. Because you feel like men can't control their urges. In part, that's some of it, but I feel fair. like also that's too. Fair. Yeah. That's fair. I'm not going to yeah. lie. I sit up here all the time and talk about right. how much I need sex and want sex. Right. I can't then backtrack exactly. on that. So that's Absolutely. fair. Absolutely. Especially a young man, 18, yes. 19. Absolutely. That's fair. Right? I get it. So the weaker of the two, I would say, would probably be the man. If the woman is about it, then hey. Because at the, at the same time, too, you're not a man can't force it on a woman either. You know, so I mean, a man can force on a woman, but but you know, that's, that's that's a whole yeah. But what I'm saying is, is lawsuit. that like yeah, no, definitely, it's completely different. But what I'm saying is, is that's fair. I talk about men's weaknesses all the time. I can't mm-hmm. backtrack and then say now that we're stronger. I think when it comes to matters of sex, women are stronger mentally. I'm not gonna lie, but go ahead. Right. So that being said, the reason why. I felt like I had control, especially in that situation, was because, well, it was a message and that was it. And that was, even if he wanted to create conversation with me after the fact, mm-hmm. I know that I was going to put the kibosh in that anyway, because that's not what I was there for. But I do understand, in retrospect now, where you're coming from, where you mm-hmm. felt like, Kadeen, you're doing exactly to this female what you said. Right. And I, I get it. And I get I felt it now. Like but in that moment, you... I was like, hell no. But, Tell but that I also ho felt like... to go somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but I also felt like it put you in a in a... A horrible light because now you have a, a team of ball players sitting behind a computer and you're inboxing him it's gonna make you look bad and make you look thirsty and my thing is the same way you said that these women who inboxed me look thirsty mm-hmm. I don't want my girlfriend looking thirsty because they, they don't care about your intent right and we talked about yeah, intent or toxicity intent. Yeah. the intent of what you do and doesn't change received. the impact right it is what it is so is that what y'all did back in the day like you and your, your football absolutely teammates? y'all sat behind let somebody's me, laptop and team of y'all looking at who was let me tell you something who? right now because I'm a, just like wait a second you've painted this picture now where I'm the lonely girl behind my laptop but he's a he's a gang of dudes behind him listen checking out his inbox nobody said you was a lonely girl because <laughs> you, you was fine as hell you wasn't lonely <laughs> I was there. No, but, I mean lonely in the moment when I sent the message. You're talking about you sending it to an athlete who's part of a team. Like, right. this is what we do. We sit in the locker room. Yo, you got an inbox from who? And if it's the pretty girl on campus, everybody wants to see what she said. That's what dudes do. The same way you got your girls, your girl squad. You know what I'm saying? If a guy that y'all are interested in sends you an inbox, what you going to do? I'm showing on my homegirls. Right. Right. So this is my thing, right? I operate from a place of... Rationale Okay <laughs> If you say to me You don't want something To be done To you mm-hmm. You should not Do the same thing To somebody else Not right? necessarily So Not necessarily This is what I go through guys. <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> no. so, It's just what it is now, yeah, That was uh, We were I was what 20 when that happened That was 20 when that happened yes. We were going through that Right yes. So let's go to the next step mm-hmm. Okay This is when I was in the NFL Right Anytime I went out with my friends. It was a problem. Case in point. When I was playing ball, you and your homegirls went out. Y'all went and had drinks. Y'all went and played spades. I never had a problem with you going out. I, I, Hold I encouraged on. you to go Let out. Let me finish my story. What year is this? Let, Let me, me make sure I got my, my mind right because you're about to tell all the lies. I'm not telling no lies. 2007. All right, go ahead. Y'all went out. Y'all was having drinks. Y'all would go play yes. spades at, at, yes. at dude's basement, right? Y'all go play spades. Maybe y'all, 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 y'all I wasn't, wasn't in nobody's basement, but okay. Y'all who saw? So where were y'all playing spades at then? It was in the living room. It was in the basement. Okay, so y'all was in the living room playing worse. spades. I'm not trying like to make it worse. To, no, oh. it don't matter to me where I was playing spades, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. I come back. I got all my friends, and we had our female friends that we hang out with. But every time I went to go, I was, oh, you going out with your little friends? Your little friends? Did you have to give them the context of what was happening. So at this time in our life, 
I was at grad school still in New York. You were away in Michigan. Yes. The reason I was hanging out was because I knew I had no boyfriend. This was our first time being away from each other. Okay. Grad school was stressful. I couldn't okay. be there in Michigan with you. Okay. So my way of passing time was uh-huh. literally to be out. Like, if the weekends could fly so by. So there was no women you could hang out with? You hang out hang out with people with penises? Huh? That's what you up. had to hang out with? It? Shut huh? up. Huh? So we went out. Yes, we did go out. We went See to different saying, lounges. Guys? We went to different clubs. The justification. We hang out and everything. But it's the justification. But go but ahead. But on the flip side, so the reason for being out like that, which we spoke about later. Yes, we spoke about it. The reason for being out was because that was my way of dealing and coping with you not being there. I try to keep myself busy because if I was just sitting in my room soaking in my sorrows, I would have felt worse about not Got having it. you. Got right? It. So when you Got in turn it. came home after the season Got was it. over and you came back to campus and you were pretty much living with me on campus. Got it. I wasn't going out no more because I'm like, I have my husband That's well, not true. my boyfriend at the time. That is not true. Well, don't. You still went out. I still went out because you were Thursdays out. Thursdays and Fridays. I still went out because you were out. And you hung out with these gentlemen and yes. your friends as well, right? I did hang out with them. Okay. But at that time, I was expecting you to come home to be with me. But you wanted to go out now because you go felt like it was your turn. Go out, go. Your little friends. <laughs> your little freshman it, friends. That's all it comes right? down. They weren't all Imagine freshmen. Some of them I, were sophomores as well. Oh, oh, my okay. bad. My bad. <laughs> right? one, one more year of experience. Great. Listen, Great. The point is, the point is, when we were growing up, and we were learning each other. Anytime I went out with members of the opposite sex, she had an issue with it. She found a reason why when she did it, it was perfectly fine. But when I did it, it was a problem. And you explained you why. You only you felt did like- that too, Deval, just to get back at me. That's what, That was the reason why you were doing it. You no. know you didn't want to hang out with them little hoes. You really wanted to be with me, but you're like, you know what? I have a point to prove because Kay was hanging out Let me with explain dudes. something to you, okay? I was trying to cope with the fact then I came back and I needed to hang out with my friends. Deval, shut up. That's what you just said. You had to cope. So you had to hang out with your friends that could not Do you see going. what you're doing though? You exactly, I'm proving my point. And you were exactly doing what you felt like you needed to do to get back at me because you were you were salty and you were bitter and you were upset about the fact that I was hanging out with guys and girls while you were away. So okay. you felt like this was your time to come home, be in my face with it. If that's how you that's want to take it, that's how you want to take it, you can take that's it. That's what it is. Anybody but, taking it no kind of way. But this is my point. Women always feel like they're in control of everything. I agree. Right? Women always feel like that. It's like, you know, this is, and y'all do this too. That's just the bro. That's the bro. Ew, that's the bro. But then when your guy mess up, then you got to show you, go cry on his shoulder. You cry on his shoulder. Then the next time you cry on his chest. And the next time you crying on his lip. Then before you know, it's dick in your mouth. Devout. That's just what happens. You know how I know? Because I have uh... friends who are single. Who are the bro to other people's girls who have boyfriends. And you know what happens? They boyfriends mess up. You know, he ain't taking me out in two weeks. And it's come here, baby. Come, come, come here, bro. Come here, sis. Come here, sis. Cry on my shoulder, sis. Cry on my chest, sis. Shame Cry on, on my lap, friend. sis. Shame Dick on in your mouth, friends. sis. That's shame what on, happens. Shame on your friend for, for your friends or whoever these friends you are that then were, were not being the strong friend that she may have needed and then allowed that to go down. Wait, shame on him? Shame not on shame him. on... She the one with the boyfriend. This is what I'm she saying. She was clearly in a vulnerable guys. state. Guys. They took advantage of the vulnerable state she was in and that's not fair. See, guys? It's nothing I say. Kay is going to find a way to justify women's behavior. I'm not. Kay because there are justify. some trifling women out there. There are. There absolutely but, are. So it's, it's a case-by-case scenario, which everything is. However, so, I'm just saying... Personally, I believe that women have control over those types of situations. 
I agree with that in some cases. I'm not going to give you the exception and try to make it the rule. Mm-hmm. I've already said so many times that right. men need sex. So I get it. If you have an attractive woman and she comes on to a man, it is a lot harder for a man sometimes to say no. Right? Yes. But this is my point, and this is where it's going to take me to where we are now. There came a point in our relationship where Kadeen had told me she forbid me to talk to somebody. Yes. Forbid me. I did. And that was probably the worst thing she could ever do in her life. Because I do not like to be put in a box. Ever since I was a kid, my parents could tell me, Deval, do not do this. I'm going to find a way to do it. It could be to my detriment, but I just have to do it because I don't like being put in a box. That's crazy because we have about two or three kids that are the same way. And I and I already know that I'm going to have to deal with the same thing with them. And the funny thing is, even though I don't like being put in a box, I don't even want to put you in the box. Well, it's, you I know, don't. It's funny because in that scenario that you were talking about where I was pretty much just like, Deval, I don't want you to be friends with this person anymore. I pretty much forbid you to speak no, with her. You didn't her. say pretty much. You said I forbid, and I bust out laughing. And I was like, you forbid me? What do I mean, old English times now? I forbid thee to speak to thee. Like, I was like, what? I don't. Did I really use the word you forbid? You said forbid. You said I forbid. Did. You said forbid. And I was like, I don't know where this is coming from. Right. But I mean, I knew where it was coming from. Well, you know where it was coming from. You know but, my reasons for wanting you not to, to, to continue yes. to speak with this person. Because I felt like this person was becoming more than a friend to DeVal. And not in a physical way. But for me, being his woman at the time, I felt as though this person was now developing an emotional connection to DeVal that I did not appreciate. And that was more harmful for me, I felt, could have been more of a detriment to us in our relationship versus a physical thing. And that was my issue with that. So, yes, I might have told DeVal that I (laughs) forbid him to speak to this person. And in doing that, he proceeded to speak to this person even more. Yes, because like you said trifling like it's not trifling it's trifling it's not trifling it's just that's my personality you, you got to take the good with the bad like i'm not going to be forbid to do anything when when we were going through our situations and and this is for you guys to know there were times where i did things that crossed the line there were times yes. you did things that crossed the yes, line yes we both at have done no things point, that crossed the line there at no point when you crossed the line did i ever say i forbid thee to do anything i always said to you do you feel like that's something you need to do do you feel like that's something you want to do? Make a choice and let me know. Am I lying? Exactly. I, and what I'm saying However, is, I what I'm saying is, is that I choose to live my life that way. So I don't try to put you on different standards that I live my life. But that's something that ha- I had to learn because I didn't necessarily operate that way. Right. You know, and that was an issue for Deval and I because. He's just like, well, I wouldn't have done it this way. And not just with this scenario. We have tons of different scenarios where he's like, well, I wouldn't have handled it this way when it comes to parenting, when it comes to, you know, anything. I wouldn't have handled it that way. And I'm like, well, just because you didn't handle it that way, it didn't mean that the way I did it was wrong. It's just a different route. I agree. So now when it comes to DeVal and things, you know, I'm like, DeVal, please don't take out the garbage. Please leave the garbage right there, DeVal. And what does DeVal do? Take out the motherfucking garbage. So we good. Now I know what I got to do. It's like reverse psychology for this guy here. Because I've learned with this whole boundary word and the whole forbidding situation that DeVal is going to want to do the opposite of what you tell him. But, I mean, it's, it's a little bit more deeper than that. Especially when you're talking about members of the opposite sex and friendships, right? Mm-hmm. Because 
a lot of what I learned about women, I learned from women, right? From friends. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing a man can tell me about my wife. I'm sorry. Like I just like I there's certain things, there's certain uh intricacies and nuances of being a woman that only a woman can explain. Mm-hmm. So for me, having the ability to reach out across the aisle and talk to a woman that's not my mom or your mom or your sister or my sister or your friend, I need that because I need someone that's going to be objective, objective sometimes. You know what I'm saying? So you're meaning soliciting conversation or help or advice or just the lending ear of a female who is detached from your relationship. Yes. Okay. Because for me, when you put boundaries on people, right, and mm-hmm. you say you can't speak to this person or you can't do this because we're in a relationship, all that does is limit you as a person. Like, what if this person works in the same field as I do and we have to work together? What if this person could help advance us as a family because they provide something that we could use? For me to just cut off half of the human species because they have breasts and vaginas is just stupid. Might I add that the woman I forbade him to talk to or forbade, what was it, forbade, forbade him, forbade him to speak to. The woman I forbade you to speak to was exactly DeVal's type. That's not my problem. Exactly DeVal's type. <laughs> That's not my problem. Okay, like total. What, beautiful? Like IG shit. Like, model. What do you want me to yeah, say? Yeah, so great. You were just having just strictly conversations about, well, could you do X, Y, Z? You want to know why? And also, too, as a woman, I don't necessarily need another woman to know what my issues are. That was my thing. This is the thing, too, though. You never want to have somebody to have something, hold, hold, be able to hold something against you. In my defense, though, you only got defensive when you felt the woman was a threat. I have female friends all the time. If you didn't feel like she was a threat, you didn't have an issue with me talking to them. You can't then choose who I speak to in friendship based on their looks. First of all... Well, no, this was someone new too. Like you've had female friends over the years as well too that... I understand that. This was someone new. But what I'm saying is, is over the course of history... No new friends. Over the course of history... No new friends. You were very selective with who you decided I couldn't be friends with. And it just so happens that most of them were attractive women. You had issues with women who are attractive who are around me often. If if it was a woman that you didn't think was attractive, you never had no problems with it. Which is probably which is ninety percent of women in relationships with men. Yes, they worried when I was about like, threats. Yeah, yes. back in college days for sure. Yes, yeah, and then there was insecurities that came with that. I was still learning myself. I was insecure about things, you know, with my body, with everything, you know, still trying to learn who I was. So yeah, at that time, I did have those insecurities for sure. I didn't have those insecurities because I felt like if you were going to make a choice to be with me, regardless of whether I forbid you or I blocked you from being friends with this person or liking this person's picture or comment, regardless, if you chose not to be with me, you were going to find a way not to be with me. And if you chose to be with me, you were going to be with me. I I wasn't worried about that. That's a very logical approach, but I didn't have that logic at the time. And I'll admit that. I didn't have that logic. And in there lies the problem, which is why... You know, we're even having this conversation. What do you think about because, you? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. No, so we were having this conversation because I get this all the time. I'm married. My husband got friends, you know, at work. I don't want him to have no female friends at work. What should I do? You can't tell that man not to talk to no women. And what if his supervisor's a woman? What if his boss is a woman? What if the person at HR? The, the, the thing about life is that it's not about what you know. It's about who you know. You have to create relationships in life. And who knows you. Right? Absolutely. And who knows you. You have to create relationships. If you choose to cut off half of the relationships in your life because they're members of the opposite sex because your loved one or the person that you are in a relationship with feels uncomfortable, you're setting yourself up for failure. 
So then where does the word boundary come in? Like, is there a certain boundary that you believe should be set up? I know you don't believe in boundaries I don't, like with you and I and within our relationship. We don't have boundaries for each other. We do not have boundaries. But I've heard the word boundaries before. You know, that's the topic today. We're talking about boundaries and right. like what a boundary is. Um, Some how do you most- establish that? Is there a need for boundaries? So so is that unique to just a relationship thing? Or do you just feel like those boundaries should go out the window? Now, no, I don't feel all boundaries should go out the window. But what I'll say is this. Some of the boundaries that I hear mm-hmm. in speaking with men, to me, is just very archaic and very dumb. Right? So a couple of gentlemen told me, I'm not allowed to like anybody's pictures on Instagram. I'm not allowed to look at women when they walk by. So I'm like, so you're just not allowed to live. You can be on Instagram and have an Instagram page, but the one thing that you're supposed to do on Instagram, which is look and like pictures, you can't do. Why? Because my girl doesn't feel comfortable with me liking pictures. I can't speak to or have friends in my workplace that are women. And I'm like, are you serious? They're like, this is not possible. Anytime I have a female friend, my wife has a problem. My girlfriend has a problem. I wonder if there's a history there. Like, they've had issues in the past with women. Probably is a history. Probably. Sometimes, even if it's not a history, she has her own history. Own insecurities, Which is why yeah. she put those boundaries. Right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put something out here for, for women to understand and men to understand, right? It doesn't matter how many boundaries you put on a person. If that person wants to cheat on you, they're going to they find, find a way. way. Well, that's one thing I will Period. agree with you on. Yep. Period. Yep. So for me, what's the point of putting boundaries? Someone has to make a choice to be here. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think my issue with the word boundaries and where it comes from is that with boundaries, I feel like there is a choice taken away. And the choice is me deciding to do or not do whatever yes. it is. And I just never like my choice to be taken away. And I think that's one thing you and I both agree on. Absolutely. Is that even when it came time for difficult conversations to be had, when it came time for... You know, we're on the brink of, we don't know if we want to do this anymore. And it's just like, uh, I don't know. The reason that we chose to be transparent with each other, the reason that we chose to be honest with each other and come clean about things we've had to come clean about was because then it was an even playing field for the other person to decide to be here. And when there's the deceit involved, then we lose that choice. And I'm here under false pretenses. And I don't like that. And we don't like that as a couple. So that's our thing with boundaries, why we don't have them. But at the same time, too, I feel as though a lot from the women's perspective, and this is what I've learned just from Mm -hmm. in talking to other women. um, Yes, we do have our own securities that make us feel like we can now impart those insecurities on the people around us. Okay. And is it right? No, it's not necessarily right. I can see how it can be stressful within a relationship because um, I know somebody that. Like, envies the fact that you and I, for example, if we're walking down the street together and we mm-hmm. see a girl with, like, a fat ass, I'm like, it's about. <laughs> I'll tap right. you and I'll find it first and I'll let you know, yo. Because right. <laughs> like, I can appreciate the beauty in a woman, you can as well. And right. that's just something that we're comfortable doing with each other. Right. Or if I'm scrolling through IG and I see a dude that is like, man, this yeah, guy's body is crazy. I can tell when crazy. a dude is handsome. I can yeah, tell. Yeah, I, you know? I have no problem with and that. And I'll d- DM you and be like, yo, look at look at homeboy's abs or whatever. Yeah, and you, you follow know? alpha black men and I, I know sure that. I sure do. I follow. But, that, but that, what that does is keep me on my toes, though, because... I feel like if I know what attracts my woman, right, and I know that this is what my woman likes, I want to be 
the best version of myself. And if I could be close to what she likes, I know that it can work for me and you as well. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? That's our spinoff on it, right. yes. Just because, the same thing goes for me, right. just following women who are in fitness and all that good stuff. It's like, you know, I want to be able to know like, right? okay, Deval likes X, Y, Z. And I want to stay fit. Sometimes I use that as motivation, not even having anything to do with you per se, but Mm -hmm. it's motivation for me to be like, you know what? I can look like this as well, too. And I don't think it's being superficial. I just think it's being like, you know what? Let me just stay on my toes for my man. And I can appreciate the beauty in another woman. And that's just the relationship we have. We're comfortable with that. But some people just aren't comfortable with that. And and the thing is, I get that. And and I know a lot of people are going to ask, how did you get to the point of no boundaries? And what does no boundaries mean? And how does it help your relationship? So let me... uh, divulge this information. Mm-hmm. I feel like Kadeen and I reached a point where when, and, and I'm, I, y'all know I'm petty. I see it all the time. I'm mad petty. <laughs> so when Kadeen was trying to put boundaries on me, I was like, fine. If I, if you can't do it, then you can't do this. And then Kadeen was like, okay. And I was like, shit, that's not working because that's not what I wanted to happen. I wanted her to argue with me that she didn't want to do it, but she didn't want to argue. But then I realized it didn't make me happy to try to put boundaries on her. Mm-hmm. What the first thing I noticed about being in a relationship and making it work with no boundaries is that you have to find someone who's making a choice to be with you unconditionally. And what does that mean? That person is waking up and saying, I want to be with DeVal because DeVal is DeVal. Not, I want to be with DeVal because he provides this or because he tells me I can't have this. No, I want to be with DeVal just because DeVal is DeVal. When you find someone who is just into being with you unconditionally, you can then start to begin to live a life of no boundaries. Now, that doesn't mean that things aren't going to happen that's going to make you feel a way mm-hmm. because sometimes things happen with Kadeen and I and I say, hey, I felt a little uncomfortable with that. Mm-hmm. You know? And then once that happens, you have to sit down and have a conversation about how that made you feel. Perfect example about boundaries and no boundaries. When we met, Kadeen said she wanted to get into broadcast journalism. She said she never wanted to be an actress, Right? I told her, my life goal is to be a sex symbol. I want to be Will Smith, but bigger. I want to be bigger than The Rock. I want to be running down the street with my, my shirt open, with a gun in my hand, saying, freeze! Like, that's just <laughs> always what I wanted to do, right? Yes. So she knew what that entails. That means, yeah, I may be in sex scenes. I may be in this. I may be in that. That's just what it was. I told her from the beginning, I just didn't, I never wanted to date an actress because at the time, the way they objectified women's bodies in Hollywood, I was worried about how my, my wife would be portrayed if she was a, a sex symbol or a female sex symbol. So when Kadeen and I got married and then she decided she wanted to get in a TV film, I was like, I didn't know you wanted to be an actress. Mm-hmm. Like, he I was, was like, like I, he liter- literally said, I did not sign up for that. That's exactly what I said. And I was like, well, dude, you know, I always did on camera work. You thought it was strictly going to be broadcasting. But as we started to like audition to, for commercials and stuff together, I was like, wow, I actually really do like the performance side of things. And I went to grad school for performance studies. So that's where I started doing more performance and acting related things. Right. And for me, at, at that point in our marriage, it was like we had just had Jackson um, this was, no, this was, Jackson was four. We're going off the, the Cheerios commercial. Yeah. Jackson was four. This was about four years ago. I had thought I was going to put up a boundary and say, listen, I don't, if you're going to get into Hollywood and TV film, then I don't know if this is going to work. And to me, I felt like that was a boundary I was going to put up. Absolutely. So then we spoke about it and I was just like, this doesn't feel good with me trying to put up a boundary saying you can't do 
TV film or We Can't Be Married. It just felt so wrong for me. Like, and realistically, it had nothing to do with her. I didn't feel like I was taking anything away from her. I just felt wrong putting up a boundary for someone else. So I was like, let's sit down and figure out how we can make this work. What are you willing to do? What are you not willing to do? What am I willing to do? What am I not willing to do as an actor and her as an actor? And let's sit down and figure out what makes us feel uncomfortable. Yeah, that was like literally a very real conversation that we had in that moment. And I appreciated that after the fact because it also made me really sit down and think, is this something that I want to do? Because, you know, you, you think about, oh, right, I could just do things on television. I could be on television. But there's so many different areas of it. There's commercial acting. There's, you know, doing film and television shows. Right. And, you know, I started to gear away from the broadcasting side of things and doing hard news because I felt like I wouldn't be able to use much of my personality with that. Right. You know, with hard news, you just deliver the news and you don't give any kind of opinion. It's just very kind of straightforward. Yeah, you can't use your creative No, you can't forces. use your creative fr- freedom. So when I started doing more like hosting and entertainment type stuff I was right. like this starts to feel better and then with DeVal auditioning not to even to, to even put it out there DeVal kind of inspired me as well looking at his journey starting to do things like that oh well thank you babe having I to, appreciate that you know <laughs> you're welcome and, <laughs> and being his reader whenever he had to do self-tape auditions and reading with him and I was just like wow getting into scenes with him this is something that kind of inspired me as well so we had a very real conversation because it also made me feel like okay he's we're going to have this conversation we're going to have the um the understanding of what both of us want to do, but it also made me as an actor feel like, okay, I should really consider and think about the things that I want to do and not do or things I'm willing to do and right. won't do. You know, people recently have asked about DeVal having this new role in Sisters on because BET. Because had a sex scene. Because he had sex scenes in it. And... I think we're able to get through things like that, A, because we had this conversation years ago. Um, we're also at a different point in our life where we're older and we're more mature. Also, and, oh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. And just knowing the industry and knowing what goes into shooting a sex scene, it is the most unsexy thing ever. It is. It is. <laughs> is, is, is there's no intimacy in, in shooting really a sex scene. It really isn't. But I will say this, though. It's also speaking up and Mr. Perry saying, listen, I know that you're married, you have children. This will be tasteful. Exactly. And that was important for me because if he knows where I stand, he knows who I am as a person. Yes. He knows that I can still be a sex symbol and I don't Absolutely. have to sell my body. Absolutely. And being involved in that and then knowing Kadeen, mm-hmm. I'm saying, you know what? My wife can be a sex symbol and she doesn't have to sell her body to get across the fact that she's a mom and she's sexy Absolutely. and she's a woman. That's how it is. Like there's a new project that's um in the works as well right now. And I you know, showed some interest in potentially auditioning. And um, my agent was pretty much like, no, girl, this is not This is for not you. for you. This, this, she said pretty like, much this is like soft porn. Yeah, she's like, this is not going to, you're not going to be comfortable with any of this. And that's because they know the boundaries and they understand what we're doing. And I didn't set these boundaries. Well, the best thing about it is that I didn't set these boundaries for Kadeen. Kadeen and I had a conversation. She set the boundaries for herself. Because I said to her, at one point she was, you know, there were there was a Showtime show that was interested in her for uh, a lead rail a lead role mm-hmm. and she was the love interest to the main character and there were sex scenes involved mm-hmm. and she let me know what she would be interested in and what she wouldn't be interested in and this was right before she had gotten pregnant with Cairo, Cairo. and Cass. Yeah. So she set her own boundaries and I felt comfortable with the boundaries she said I didn't have to set no boundaries and that leads me to having friends of the opposite sex, right? So once you've already established how the person that is going to be with you is going to be with you unconditionally, it's a lot easier when you're getting to matters of the opposite sex because I don't have to set boundaries on my wife or my girlfriend. She'll set boundaries on herself 
that she knows will probably make me feel uncomfortable. And if something happens, I can say to her, this happened and I feel a little bit uncomfortable with this. What do you think about it? Mm -hmm. And then at that point, if if I express to her that I feel uncomfortable, it's on her to decide whether she wants to continue that behavior. If she decides she wants to continue that behavior, even though it makes me uncomfortable, it's then on me to decide if I want to continue to exist in this relationship. And that's what I mean about no boundaries. I allow people in my life to live their life freely Mm -hmm. because I can always remove myself. I can't then force myself on someone and say, we're going to be in this relationship and you're going to follow my rules. That to me would never work. And it won't work either way. The same way I don't want boundaries, I never want to put those boundaries on Kadeem because then I feel like I'm taking away her right to choose as a human how she wants to live her life. And it's worked for us. No, it definitely has worked for us. You know, sometimes talking about what you're willing and not willing to accept from your significant other um, means that you have to have really hard conversations. You know, it might be difficult. (laughs) You know, it's difficult in the terms of like, um, in the short term, you think of having that conversation. But then in the long run, it's just so much worth, so much more worth it. And that's something that we've really experienced firsthand. What are some scenarios that you can think of, babe, that we have, or or maybe if we give people like a step-by-step to just having these conversations it's it's very very simple like if you look at my life now I'm, I'm on a TV show I have a love interest the, the show is called Sisters this are, these are four beautiful women four beautiful women that I'm around all the time all the time so in order to create a sense of comfort between my wife and these women but also let her know that there's no boundaries and that she can feel comfortable within this space the first thing I did was introduce my wife to these women, right? So these are going to be my friends, my coworkers. The, first, the worst thing you can do is isolate the woman you love from the friends that are female in your life. Mm-hmm. That's the worst thing you can do. This is my wife. I want to keep her away from my friends. If these are your so friends— So trying to keep, like, work strictly separate from right. wife. It's, right. there, there's, to me, that causes an issue— because then it's like, well, why are you keeping us separate? If these women are going to be a part of your life and I'm your life partner, we should all exist together. So what I do deliberately outside of just having the conversation is if I have any female friends, they know my wife. My wife knows them. Period. Yeah. The worst thing is when you hear a name that you don't know and you'd be like, well, well who is Right. Because then you, you start to wonder like, hmm, why? Right. You know, why is this kept from me? Mm-hmm. Right. So then on top of that. I allow my, not allow, because I even hate that word, like I allow my wife, I include my wife in the decisions that I make with my female friends. For example, when we first went to Atlanta, Ebony had an issue with her apartment. Yes. All right. Ebony is DeVal's love interest my in the love show. Interest on the she show. plays Karen. Yes. 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 And Ebony called me. She had an issue with her apartment and she needed to get picked up. I picked her up. At the time, I had two bedrooms, two bathrooms in the apartment. The first thing I did was say, okay, Ebony's having an issue with her apartment. I'm going to run and pick her up. Ebony is from New York. I run, pick Ebony up. I call Kay. I'm like, you know, Ebony was, you know, hey, you have a wife. I'll get a hotel. I said, give me a second. First of all, it's 12 p.m. I mean, 12 a.m., right? Let me call Kay. Let her know what's going on. If she feels comfortable, then you can just stay here for the night. I called Kay. Kay was like, yeah, I'm not worried about it. But that's just a, a, uh, an example of how being upfront and transparent with a situation allows people to move without there being mm-hmm. any issues. And guys, I was not always this mature. 
Okay. Because Kadeen back in 2004 would have been like, you want your little friend to stay with you in your two-bedroom apartment? Are and, you serious? And then you no would have said, you would have said, okay. Then you would have got on a plane and then yep. you would have tried to catch us doing something <laughs> that we weren't doing and you'd have looked crazy as hell I'd have bust when the you'd door have bust open. in the door and she was sleeping on one side <laughs> of the apartment and I was sleeping on the other side of the apartment because that's what people do. Yep, that's the crazy it. things it would, people do. It would almost been like a setup. Like, yeah, uh-huh, go ahead. Let her stay there. Let her stay there. <laughs> And it wouldn't have just been Go you. Ahead. It'd have been you, and it'd have been Sophia, <laughs> and it'd have been Sharice. I'd have called and it'd my goons. Christina, I'd have been, been Sakari. like, yo, Sakari, Naisha, everybody, rally up. And I'd have been like, so Coo-coo. all five of y'all got on a plane. Set out the Europe. You bought it on my credit card. <laughs> and you, you bust tickets. down the door. <laughs> but no, in, in all honesty, though, and, and, and to be uh, No, but that's a very good situation, a scenario, yes. because you figure, here you are, a married man, I'm your wife. Yes. Ebony, I've known just because you've worked on a past project with her. Yes, so I know on Tough of Love her, together. Shout out to Tough Love. Yeah, I know of her. I don't know her well enough to say, you know, okay, right. I'm comfortable per se. But understanding being a woman, knowing it's after midnight, you guys are working together, I want it to be less stressful for you as well. Right. I know that you are a, have a huge heart and you're going to try to help somebody as much as you can. So I was just like, all right, cool, I'm fine with it. And then and it, she had, Ebony ended up staying with you for like, what was it, a week or a two week, until, she week found until she found another, another place, another Airbnb spot. And it was cool. And, and the she thing was is, very respectful too because yeah, she made she was. sure I knew she was very what respectful. the deal was. Yeah, Very respectful. And the thing is, it's also knowing your partner. Like if, if you know your partner you know you have nothing to worry about. And that's part... That, or that's if you know your partner, you know you have something, something to, to worry, worry about. about then so you like, just don't ruffle their feathers. Right. And you say, you know what? I, I'm not comfortable with that. Right. You know, if you, if you know your partner, you're not, not comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm at the point in my life, especially with Kadeen. And, and to be honest, I was always at this point. And Kadeen says that she don't know how I was here. I was never a phone checker. I was never an email checker. I was never a person that ran behind Kadeen. Because I've always felt like... Kadeen is going to do what Kadeen wants to do. And also, women are way better at hiding information than men. Facts. Because y'all nosy. Okay? <laughs> and since y'all nosy, y'all know how to, how to get information. Since I y'all know how to get information, that. you that know how to hide true. information. I have certain people that will be able to dig all the info up just through scrolling through a couple of Instagram pages and, and Google. <laughs> Listen, if y'all really wanted to cure cancer, women could cure cancer. Dora, all right? Dora, y'all could Dora figure, the y'all Explorer. Could, that's what I call, okay, Dora the Explorer. Because yeah. she's always been this type of person to know everything. I'm just not like that. I don't I don't want to snoop. And even people ask me now, do you think Kadeen ever cheated on you physically? I'd say, I don't know. They're like, what do you mean you don't know? I don't know. Why don't you know? Because I never investigated to find out and I don't want to know. Whatever happened in the past, happened in the past. We are where we are now. We're in a really good space. I'm not going to continue to look for things because if you look for things, mm-hmm. you'll find them. And to be honest, I feel like that's just exhausting as a person. No, it is. I mean, I will admit back in the day, I did go through the vows phone. I had my moments when I was just being nosy, literally. And it wasn't even necessarily any one thing that sparked me to do that. Like I didn't feel a kind of way about it. It's just, I was just being nosy. So question, I got to be you. honest. I got a question. Yeah. What happened in our relationship that made you evolve from being nosy, mm-hmm. being in my phone, mm-hmm. to now being like, I'm not going to have no boundaries for DeVal. DeVal going to do what he want to do. Let's see how this goes. Kids and time. <laughs> <laughs> Literally having children and not having enough time. Like, I honestly have come to the point where I feel like if I, the time that I take to invest in looking through your phone, 
looking through emails, trying to connect dots, all that. If I invested that time in something for myself or for my children or trying to advance my career or to working out or doing something more productive with my day, I think I'm mature enough in my life where I can feel like this is counterproductive. It's kind of like negative comments, like people who take the time Mm -hmm. to create like, you know, bogus names online and troll people and negative comments. If you invested the time that you've taken to create such negativity or to just be so idle, if you took that time to invest in yourself, imagine how much farther along you'd be. Right. And I think that that, is a, was my turning point. I right. really felt like this was counterproductive. I'm not getting anywhere with this. This is just creating a negative space and a negative environment. And this energy is doing nothing for me. It's not doing nothing for us. Absolutely. Like imagine me sitting here going through your email with my children, just kind of like hanging around, you know, not really doing anything when I could be sitting down and like really engaging with them and having right. quality Absolutely. time moments. That was the turning point for me. I understand that. I, I mean, that's, that's, that's fair. And it makes a lot of sense. But you know, what's funny though, right? When you mentioned all the things you could invest in, mm-hmm. you didn't mention investing in me. You said yourself. You said your career. You said yeah. your kids. You didn't say yeah. me. You know that's the issue for me, right? I know. I know. You know that's the issue for you a lot what? of- it's, it's funny too because I feel like second. it goes without saying. Like, Hell no, it don't go I, it without does. saying. You got to say that shit. All right, my like, bad. No, no. Investing in Deval in the relationship No, 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 no. Seriously. No, but you're right. You call me out on that. I'll accept that. I'll this eat is, that. I'll this eat is that. something that men and women don't realize we do. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it has to be chemical because as a mom, you have way more responsibility. So I feel like once you have kids, your focus then goes into them, which I think is it's natural. Like Mm -hmm. part of the reason why I wanted to marry you is because I knew you would be a great mom. Mm -hmm. Right. But I do hear this a lot from men is that my wife spends so much time taking care of herself, taking care of her kids, taking care of everything else that she forgets to take Mm -hmm. care of me. Mm -hmm. Right. Whereas men feel like. I always have to make sure that I'm taking care of my wife to Mm -hmm. make sure that she's good. Right. So I feel like a a large part of women sometimes being insecure about other women, I think there's a subconscious there that it's like, she may know that she's not putting enough time and energy into her husband. Mm -hmm. So she don't want her husband to find that time somewhere else. True. And I think that that's deep. That's super deep. Because people don't ever want to say it. And- they're worried about getting backlash for saying it. Mm-hmm. But it's the truth. So many husbands and so many men feel like, you know, my wife is great. My wife is, she does everything. But I'm always last on the totem pole. You know what? For me, when I just listed like the things that I could be putting time into, the reason why I say myself so much is because I know that there were a lot of years that I was not. Well, this goes back to me and and the feelings that I've had that Uh I've said before about inadequacy. So I feel as though there's been times that I have not been pulling my weight as much. Mm -hmm. Um, Times when I feel like I could have been like maxing out my earning potential or just really like pounding the pavement to be able to pull and hold up to to my end of the bargain when it comes to just being yes, I'm a provider yeah. for the family. Yeah. And there's a lot of times that I haven't done that. I feel like I've fallen short. And that just maybe maybe me. I know that I contribute in other ways in terms of just like right. rearing the children and keeping right. the house together and looking after things. But I know I'm very hard on myself in that. I feel like there's moments where I've I've lacked in that department. Yeah. So when I did say I have I can be using that time to pour into myself, it's really just to make myself a better person because I feel like you're such a great human being, and there's mm-hmm. times where I felt like I've been faltering in comparison to what you've been able to provide. So do you feel like because you felt subconsciously that there was an insecurity that you weren't stacking up, when other women came around, did you feel like I was trying to fill that void? Absolutely. And the reason, and, 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 Absolutely. 
I think that that's important to talk about because for me, I think it was the opposite. Part of the reason why I never worried about you cheating, whether it happened or not, was I always knew that I was pouring a thousand percent into my, my woman. So for me, it was like, if I'm pouring into my woman, I'm not worried about her going anywhere else because I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. If I find out or it happens that she goes somewhere else, then she wasn't the woman for me. Mm-hmm. And she just, you know, she just didn't want to be here. Mm-hmm. So for me, I didn't have that insecurity to be worried about you with other dudes. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? And I feel like that's something that should be spoken about in relationships that people don't. Women have a lot to deal with uh, all the time. I never, and I just said, I made a post about this on Instagram. I, in my life, have never had to stop my career to have children. I never in my life had to stop my career or not just just gain weight to make sure that I could have kids. These are things that men never have to focus on. So because I never have to focus on that, I'm on autopilot when it comes to going to the gym. I'm on autopilot oh, when it comes to work. It's, I'm on autopilot with certain things. So since I'm on autopilot, I can really focus on making sure my wife is happy because these things that I've never had to reset, you as a woman have had to reset because you had kids. Oh my kids. God, it's insane. And I it's get insane. that. You know? And that leads me back to feeling like, damn, I'm just- And the insecurities. I'm just, yeah, the insecurities, the inadequacies, like feeling like I can't match up or I can't keep up with you because you're always like, go, 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 go. And it's never me trying to discredit- what you do as a provider or what you do um, for, you know, for the family or with your career and the advancements you've made with your career, mm-hmm. like all of that I'm super happy about. And that's, I feel like I'm able to hold down the fort in a sense so that right. we, you don't have to worry right. about that stuff on the back end. But in the same breath, I'm like the time, like I said, that I was spent just like doing negative shit. I could just be put back into myself and then being able to match up to so question, what you've been doing. Will you say that there was nothing that I could do? To make your insecurities go away is something you had to discover on your own. That was totally self-discovery. So then that's another reason for me to feel like there's no boundaries you should ever put on anything. If there's nothing I can do right. to make you happy. Right. And and I made another Instagram post about this. You can make a woman mad. It's easy to make a woman mad. You cannot make a woman happy unless she already has happiness within herself. That is so true. Period. Facts. Period. And I, and I feel like... There's different pressures on women mm-hmm. than there are on men, especially when it comes to beauty and looks and how you're supposed to keep it. There's definitely a different pressure there that I can understand why it's easy, It's a lot more easier for a woman to feel insecure with other women around. Right. But what men. does help, you know, in mm-hmm. addition to all that, though it's not something that you can do for me, what's always made me feel a little bit more comfortable, whether it was... While I was pregnant, post-pregnancy, you always made me feel as if I was the most beautiful woman in the world. Well, you were, though. And those... Thanks, Willie. You were, to me. You're just a little thicker, but I like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but those little those little moments and those little times that you've taken to kind of reassure me that you were still in love with me in whatever state I was in, it helped with the process of me, you know, kind of, kind of lessening the blow of those insecurities. But, you know, until I was ready to see that for myself... Yeah, there was no getting past that. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I mean, we covered some taboo topics this season. Yes. Um, but when it really comes down to like boundaries, mm-hmm. I think boundaries helps to set the tone, expectations, foundations for like what you and your partner are willing to work through together based on your okay. individual needs. Like okay. on on the on the grand scheme of things, that's what a boundary is, right? You kind of set those out there so you know, okay, this is something I will tolerate. I won't, you know, when you go from there. So boundaries are like budgets. But you hate budgets. Right. Budgets are made to be okay. broken. So, so boundaries are made to be broken. You see what I'm saying? That, that's just for us, though. <laughs> oh. Oh. 
Oh. <laughs> or you know what? So the boundaries aren't broken. We just don't make them at all. How about that? How about that? <laughs> y'all but see really, how I tell y'all how, how, how women specifically, <laughs> Kay, like to uh, justify her behavior by just changing things around? You're good listen, at moving the goalposts. You're really good at moving. It is what it is. Well, through this discovery, you know what I realized? The only way you can exist in a relationship with no boundaries is if you unlock the happiness in yourself. That's mm-hmm. period when it comes down to. Once you've become so happy and so peaceful within yourself mm-hmm. that you understand that the person that's with me is choosing me because of me. Yeah. Until you find that, you will never be able to exist in a relationship. It's so true. I think about no our relationship. Yeah. And just our relationship and just in terms of other people's relationships, friends who have access for advice or just come to us. I think everything at the root of it was either one person or both people not being happy with themselves. And that is so true. Well, shit, man, that's a, that's a lot to take in. Yeah. Um, we've also found some discovery while talking through this, but yeah. um, we'll be back. We actually have to take a, a quick break and move into some listener letters when we get back. But first, we have to do some ads, so we'll be right back. This for the record. There it is. A win for the ages. Tiger Woods is one of our most awe-inspiring sports icons. And his story, it comes with many chapters. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior. But here it is. The return to glory. This is All-American, a new series from Stitcher, hosted by me, Jordan Bell. You realize Tiger Woods doesn't know who he is. Best in the history of golf. No question in my mind. And this season, with the help of journalist Albert Chen, we're asking. What if the story of Tiger Woods that the media has been telling, what if it's been completely wrong? All-American Tiger is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. All right, we're back. And what we did we, this time around for Listener Letters, we mm-hmm. actually pulled some scenarios yes. from the letters that you guys have been sending in, which we thank you so much for doing that. Your emails yes. have been so loaded and so juicy yes. with all the deets. You know, Kay love um, the juice. You I know, love the juice. Nosy ass. Shut up. You nosy ass. Shut up. <laughs> that being said... <laughs> So that being said, yeah, we have some scenarios that we pulled from and we were going to try to hash them out and just give us, give our, you know, little uh, viewpoints on these. So the first scenario is your spouse started a new job and sparked a friendship with someone of the opposite sex. You're starting to feel some type of way about it. Mm -hmm. How do you bring this up to your partner? Can your spouse be friends with someone of the opposite sex? What is a healthy boundary or expectation? What are some beliefs you hold about being friends with the opposite sex? I think we kind of spoke about this a little we bit. We did, but this is very common, though. Mm-hmm. People meet friends of the opposite sex at work all, all the, time. the time. It's inevitable. All the time. It's inevitable. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Like we gave the scenario about, about Deval working now with someone on, on camera. I think a healthy way to go about it and a respectful way to go about it, if I had an issue with it, um, was making sure that my significant other know, okay, I see you getting a little chummy with this female on the job. You know, is it cool if we can all go out for drinks one day? I like that. Or, you know what I mean? Because if it's someone that you know you have, your significant other has to work with and there's no way around that, 
I believe in the person having a healthy work environment as well. Right. And you can't create a toxic work environment for them because A, that's their job. B, this other person, the other coworker has no idea and should not be privy to what's going on in your relationship and your own insecurities, mm-hmm. insecurities because that in turn makes you look petty and right. super insecure. So yes. having that conversation with your significant other saying, hey, you know, I know you have to have this relationship at work. You know, I want you to be successful in your work environment. Is it cool if we all just hang out one day? Or hey, Let's just invite such and such over for drinks, your coworkers, right. and make it a thing where everyone can get together in an environment where you can just chill, kick back, and talk I just agree. so the introduction is made. And that way, in turn, she feels more comfortable with the coworker and her spouse or significant other. I agree. So pretty much what you're doing is you're making a, a safe space for all of y'all to be friends. Right. Which I, I agree with. And um, they right. asked, what is a healthy boundary or expectation? A healthy boundary expectation is a friend of my spouse is going to be a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. So if there's a reason why you don't want your work wife or mm-hmm. your real wife mm-hmm. to be friends, something seems a little odd right. there. And it doesn't necessarily even have to be a chummy, chummy like relationship right. we hanging out all the time, but for there to be a, a level of familiarity there, right. um, and then also there be a level of respect. I think that right. being upfront about that from jump transparency is just super is the best way to go. Yes. I I think transparency expectations would be that if you guys are becoming friends, that they would be friends with your life partner as well. No, That's sure. a healthy expectation. Mm-hmm. You know, now, do, are you expected to every time y'all go to lunch to be FaceTimed in? No, I think that that's a little bit. That's a bit much. A little bit much. But mm-hmm. it's like, hey, I know I'm aware of this person. It's not that big a deal. But like I said, mm-hmm. if you know your partner. And you know that they're making a choice to be with you every day. You really have nothing to worry about. And if yeah. you do have something to worry about, that's a conversation. That that's a whole other conversation, though. Like, that's, <laughs> no, that has nothing to sure. do with that person. Right. That has something to do with y'all too. Right. And just don't make it a thing where you're now making it uncomfortable for the workspace that your significant is other in and that coworker. Absolutely. Because then that distracts from whatever they're supposed to be doing at work anyway. And I'm sure you want your husband or your wife to be out there making the coins and bringing yes. them home. Bringing so, home yeah. the bag. Do not interfere with the bag being made. Scenario number two, for the past month, you've been looking after the kids, cooking dinner, and washing the dishes while your significant other relaxes and watches TV. You're getting tired of doing all the chores. How do you establish a new ground rule about splitting household responsibilities? Mm. See, the petty in me would want to just sit back and not do any of it. So we're all just sitting there looking at each other. And Uh, after a while, it's like, oh, these dishes ain't getting washed. I watch my parents do that. We starving. It don't work. Laundry's piling up. The kids look a mess. (laughs) At some point, is somebody gonna budge? It don't work. I it watched doesn't? my parents do that. Really? I watched my. Parents oh, you did do that. tell me about a couple yes. times that happened. I tell you dad. one time in particular. Yeah. My father used to always do the laundry, uh-huh. and my mother never does the laundry. And my father used to cook a lot. Mm-hmm. So after a while, my father's like, "I'm gonna strike. I'm gonna strike. I'm not doing nothing." <laughs> so I'm like, "What you mean?" So I go in the basement, and it'd be laundry piled up, and my my father mountains would be like, of laundry. And this is when I was in college. Yeah. My father would be like, um, "But you going to wash clothes?" I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Can you throw a couple of my underwear in there?" <laughs> I'm like, yo, what is going on in here? Like y'all, have, like y'all having a stand, a laundry standoff? Like really? Are y'all not too old for this? And my father, I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm tired of doing it. I wash clothes. I gotta cook. I'm not doing this anymore. I got, I got a job too. I work too. And my mother, my mother don't be giving a shit. My mother will sit down there and not care. Like these two are the so does most. Does your mom have a secret stash of underwear where she's like, you know what? She probably like you. She probably go buy underwear every week and not tell nobody because you know you mad petty. And remember when? Remember with the toilet paper situation? I don't know if y'all know about this toilet paper situation, but me and Kadeem were having a petty war, right? And in having a petty war, we were arguing about budgets. And I said, yo, you spend too much money on everything, like. 
Like at one point we went to Target, you had bought mad toilet paper. And she was like, fine, I'll cut back. I'll cut back. You want me to cut back? I'll cut back on Target runs. <laughs> so she went and she bought one ply toilet paper. Sure did. So I'm like, yo, you buy one ply toilet paper, like, like that's messed up. But whatever, I get it. You want to do this thing. So I'm wiping my butt with the one ply. <laughs> it's hurting. You know, my booty's sore and stuff. I got these A&D Where's the kids A and D ointment? Right, so I'm like, so I'm, like I'm saving money on toilet paper, but now I gotta buy more A and D right. ointment for so your now, ass. But now I go in her closet, and this is how petty she is. I go in her closet, and she got the Charmin in the closet. She got this extra expensive toilet paper. She talking <laughs> I got about the four some. Pack. She saved this from before, so she ain't <laughs> buying no new toilet paper. She just ain't put the old toilet paper out. She saved it in her closet. I was like, yo, you mad petty, son. Hey. You mad petty? You gonna have the shaman? It was the shaman with the ointment. Petty. The ointment shaman. <laughs> with the aloe. With the aloe, yeah. It's aloe. Meanwhile, I'm using cardboard to wipe hey. my butt. And I remember my mom came by the house. She was like, who bought this toilet <laughs> tissue? I went to use the bathroom and my hand just bust through the tissue like that. It <laughs> K- was K- the talking about some roll it. You gotta roll I it. I was like, roll it. Make that one ply by You wasn't rolling ply. it though. I you wasn't. had your own. You, you a little I you a sucker. So what are you doing in this scenario? What do you do in a scenario, right? <laughs> you do what I, I do. I mean, establish the ground rule. You sit down. Say you say, what yo, it is. yo, you sit down. You say, listen, listen. Right. I've been washing dishes mad times. I'm mm-hmm. tired of washing the dishes. All right. We're gonna have to split this up because it's just not fair. It's impossible. It's not fair. It's impossible. I mean, we we realize that now too. Sometimes the value, like before when we had just one child, it was easy for me to like whip up dinner really quick, then do bath time with Jackson, get him yeah. dressed while Deval being at work all day. You know, I know that he had a hard mm-hmm. day, so I'll be like, you know what, I'll take care of that. But once two, three kids roll around and it's like dinner for everybody, half the dinner's on the floor. It'd be a lot, bro. It's a lot. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna cook, I'll clean up the kitchen, you get the kids ready. You have to divvy up the work. Like right. it's impossible. And and I mean it's it's impossible. I don't think it's a boundary thing, but what happens is, is people don't want to be nags. Number one, number two, I hear people say this all the time. I want my significant other to see me struggling and just want to help. Sometimes they don't see you struggling. You gotta say something. Yo, people don't read minds. Like people don't read minds. Open your mouth. It be a Closed mouths don't get fed. I now have to vocalize. Deval, can you please help me get all three children ready? Or Yo, you know what I mean? Like I, I literally be, have I to do that. Because Deval be in his own world. I do. Sometimes. He be in his own world. Deval was sitting on the toilet with his phone for thirty minutes. Yes, that's the right? only time I get some space. Thirty minutes, <laughs> and I'm like Deval, you know we got somewhere to go, and we have all these kids to get dressed. And here's here's another reason why, right? As you naturally go through your progression of life, certain people take on certain responsibilities, right? So getting the kids ready was one of the responsibilities that Kadeem took on. Mm -hmm. I have other responsibilities. So I feel like she has hers. I have mine. I'm not saying anything when I'm chilling because I feel like that's her responsibility. I don't know she's getting overwhelmed because when I take care of my responsibilities, I don't ask for no help. Until I get to the car and he'd be like, why your eyeliner crooked? (laughs) Why you only got on one eyelash? (laughs) Why half your head flat ironed? Oh, Deval, because I was getting all the kids ready and I couldn't get the rest of myself ready. So don't even look at me and ask me why my eyeliner is crooked right now. Should have said Thank something. Thank you. Should have said something. Annoying. Should have said something. Anyway, real quickly, scenario number three. <laughs> You've dipped into your shared bank account for a little online shopping. Oh, we know who this is in this relationship. You- Go ahead. Because I was probably buying your ass some more underwear. Anyway, you've dipped into your shared bank account for a little online shopping. When you splurge one too many times, do you tell your spouse or hope that they won't notice? If your spouse is the Val, they going to notice because they got the alert to their phone. I get all the alerts to my phone. Before you even fully click pay, confirm, submit, whatever the button is, DeVal's going to be like, did you just spend XYZ on XYZ? And I'll be like, yes, DeVal, how let do me you tell know? You, let me tell you Because I got something. the alert to my phone. Let me tell y'all so something. So there's no, right? if, if there, 
what say no go ahead go ahead go ahead no finish no i was just gonna say so if if the person is anything like deval they it's not gonna get past them it's not gonna get past them so you hear how kadeen is dora the explorer right you could call me dory the exploree (laughs) because when it comes to the finances inspector gadget i know i missed that cartoon sidebar she'll she'll call me she'll i'll call her i'll be like yo use that starbucks She was like, yeah. I said, you spent $32 on coffee. What kind of coffee did you have that cost $32? And she was like, no, I didn't have this coffee. I had this. I said, oh, I'm just making sure. Because in this day of fraud, I don't want anyone to ever get my card and start racking up a lot of charges. So that always blames it on fraud. It's real. Fraud is real, but you be it knowing happens. It, you be knowing that it's me, Deval. It happens. She spent That's a lot of true. money on little tiny things that add up at the end of the month. Yes, it happens. So I don't be going to Starbucks like that no more. I bought a whole coffee pot and I got my own coffee so that way I can make my own coffee at home. So and I got a reusable cup. And it's only because I You're said welcome. something. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so for this person here who's saying, do you tell your spouse? I hope that they don't notice. No. You better say something when because if the they money, notice, sure. if they notice without you saying something, it's going to look like it's deceitful. Yeah, and that's just not fair, especially if it's a shared it's account that y'all yeah, are doing together. Like, if y'all earn that money together. Yeah, and if you're saving for something in particular, you're something. budgeting yourself, like, just don't do it. Say something. Bro, sis, whoever the online shopper are, because it's not always just the women. I know some men who shop more than their, their women. Here you um, go. Show yeah. me the exception and try to make it the rule. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you know the demographic in this country, the highest spenders in this mm-hmm. country mm-hmm. are women ages 25 to 35. I agree. You, so you, I'm about you, to be, I don't so need you, to agree. That's a fact. You, lucky That's a you, fact. I'm about to be out of that demographic. You, they about to move it up. You, you about to move you. up the whole demographic. You by yourself. <laughs> you, Single-handedly. You targeting Amazon. They're going to change it now to 36. Well, actually, I haven't even reached that demographic yet. I'm 23. Okay. Okay, you can believe whatever you want. Those are fun scenarios. Yes. You guys definitely. have such great like stories to tell. Fun, I enjoy. Real, I enjoy. Fun real scenarios. Yes. And if you want to be featured as one of our listener letters, y'all know where to hit us. Email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com. So keep those coming. We love to hear from y'all. Yes. So Kadeen. Yeah. Do you have a moment of truth for us today? Ah, moment of truth today. Moment of truth today. I would say my moment of truth is to continue to use reverse psychology on DeVal oh, hey, <laughs> to get got. stuff done since he here doesn't like got. boundaries until you're aware of the fact that I'm using reverse psychology on you. <laughs> Can you be serious for once in your life? Like, I'm a very serious person. Okay, serious person. What's and your moment of truth you, then? Fine. You just are not taking it serious. Fine. Go ahead. Give me a moment of truth then. The best boundary that you can give someone is no boundaries. And mm. watch how they move. Mm. Once you see how they move, make a decision on your own if you want to exist in their life. Period. This whole boundary thing of telling people what they can and can't do, don't work, won't work, will never work. People lie to you when they say, do this, say you don't like this, and then they'll conform. No. Let that person that you want to live with live their life, and then you make a choice if you can exist in their life. That's true. Period. Yeah. Period. Don't make boundaries on other people. Make boundaries on yourself. <laughs> I can't exist over there with so, you. So you're saying have internal boundaries that will allow you to then move accordingly. Absolutely. Don't okay. let nobody else give you boundaries. Live like Neo in the Matrix. Okay? You are the one. <laughs> when the boundaries keep coming, <laughs> you just got that whole put the like, hand out. Put the hand Ooh. out. You do the whole like flashback. You What's stop, that thing you when stop you the boundary bullet. Back? 
That's the Ciara Ben back. The Ciara Ben back. Oh, no. yeah. That's, no, you stop the boundary one. bullet in this track, <laughs> then you drop it. Because all these agents, the agents will come for you. Yeah. Don't let the agents come for you. Gotcha. Neo in the Matrix. Deadass. Deadass. <laughs> Listen, guys, so be sure to follow us on social media. Check out our handles. That's I am DeVal. And Kadeen I am. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe, homies. Yeah, buddy. Deadass is a production of Stitcher. It's produced by T-Square and Denora Pena. Our chief content officer is Chris Bannon. Our associate producers are Kristen Torres and Treble. Our studio engineer and original music is by Brendan Burns and mixed by Andy, Kristen's daughter. We're back. I'm Drew McGarry. And I'm David Roth. We have a podcast going on right now as part of the Stitcher Network called The Distraction. That's available everywhere you get your podcast at uh, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. Go listen right now to The Distraction. Right now. It's out. Do it, please. <laughs>